Welcome. You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you could join us. We're here today with Dr. Shauna Thornhill. Uh, Dr. Thornhill has two independent practices inside Walmart in Amarillo, Texas, and this is the seventh year, uh, I believe, that she has played Santa Claus to the community. <laughs> Um, Dr. Thornhill, I think you've just about finished tallying up your site before Christmas haul this year. Tell us about that. Yeah, we did. So you're right. This was our seventh annual site before Christmas kind of toy drive and free eye exam day. Um, basically, what we do is we give free eye exams to the community, to anybody who's willing to bring a toy. And then the really cool thing is the first year I did this, I went to Walmart and asked them if they would match the donations. And they very generously said yes. And so for the last seven years, all the toys that we get are being matched by uh, Walmart. So it's really kind of a, a cool program and a, a really neat way to kind of team up with Walmart, the store. Um, so it's so sweet. The Toys for Tots coordinators here in town, it's actually a family. And uh, we ended up with just around 1,250 toys. Um, but the really cool thing about that is we've got some more uh, toys that are coming in. We had a lot of people this year call us and say, hey, I wasn't able to make it for an eye exam, but I want to donate a toy. Um, so they're going to bring those in. So we're expecting those numbers to go up. Every year we kind of have a few stragglers that bring in the toys. That's amazing. And um, the eye exams, you were busy last Saturday. Yes, always. You know, so a busy day for most optometrists is like 30 patients approximately. And uh, we usually do around 200 eye exams. Uh, this year, we switched it up a little bit. Instead of doing it at the two locations, we did it just at one. And so we got a little fewer eye exams than normal. We totaled out at 180 this year. Um, so we didn't quite break 200 like we've done every year in the past. Um, but we really did that last year. Our staff was just so, our staff and volunteers were so exhausted afterwards. And then myself too, after 16 to 18 hours of seeing patients, you just get physically and mentally exhausted. So this year, what we did is we brought basically everything to one location and we sort of did shifts. We did three hours on, three hours off, three hours on, three hours off. And we always have a meeting afterwards to kind of discuss it and see what we did well, what we didn't do well, what we could change. And I think the staff really loved this. So I, I don't know that we'll go back to the two stores, unless I can get three extra doctors to help me out every year, um, which is always a possibility. I have lots of friends in different places that are always asking to help, so I may actually recruit them next year to come so that we could do two locations and maybe we could break 400 exams. That would just be fantastic. <laughs> when do you start and when do you end on this site before Christmas Day? So previously in the past, we always advertise at nine to seven, but we show up about six because I bring breakfast and we kind of set everything up. And every year we have just a line of people uh, kind of going through Walmart. And so this year when we switched it to one location, we decided to extend the hours. So we went from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And we really didn't know what was going to happen. And so we planned to get there at 530 and there were people out in the cold waiting. So we had people lined up already again. In fact, I bet we had about 25 people already waiting when we got there. And so we kind of felt bad because the vision center in Walmart wasn't even open yet, but we really didn't expect people to come that early. And it was cold that day. It was about 20 degrees at that time when they were all waiting. Wow. <laughs> 
Now, those are some dedicated patients, right? Those are, and and I'm sure that these are patients who massively appreciate the opportunity to be able to get an eye exam. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, um, I, I, I've got quite a few patients that come back every single year and every single year they just hug me and, and are so appreciative and so grateful and just over and over and over tell me what a wonderful thing this is that they wouldn't be able to afford their glasses or contacts. Um, every year we get quite a few homeless patients. Um, it, it's kind of interesting. There's, there's places in town and there's shelters and things like that. And I, I know most of the people who run the shelters here in town and they always hear about about this and they go buy toys for the homeless people and then, you know, bring them in. They'll, they'll drive them out there and donate the toys and let them get the eye exams as well. So it's, it's really gratifying to see that when we started this event, we really wanted it to serve the community in two ways. Um, the original idea was just a free eyeglass or a free eye exam day. Um, the toy kind of came up a little bit later as we were brainstorming for this. And so, you know, being an eye doctor, that's obviously kind of where my heart is is to certainly serve those patients who can't afford eye exams. And so that's, that's just a real, a real neat thing for us to see when we have those patients that come in that are so grateful. Um, we have lots of patients that bring the whole family. We have one family that comes every year. It's a husband, wife, and their five kids. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it, it just works really well to serve both of those needs. Right. Right. So, um, this this drive and this whole initiative is is personal and dear to you. I know you've I, I know you've told the story before. Um, yeah, you you could have used something like this as a child. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I I grew up in poverty, and I always say it's the kind of poverty where I didn't know where my next meal would be. I didn't know where I was going to be living. Um, and, and for me holidays were really a time that reminded me of what I didn't have, not what I did. And so for me, it's really gratifying to help these children to basically bring some hope and some magic and just some smiles to them on Christmas day. Cause if it wouldn't have been for programs like this, there, there would have been many Christmases that I wouldn't have had a toy at Christmas. And so, you know, again, being an eye doctor, I love the eyeglass part, but I really like the thought of, of some child receiving a present because of me and my staff and my volunteers. That's wonderful. And, um, and it's not just some. I mean, this this program has grown tremendously in the seven years that that you've been doing this. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, the first year I think we didn't even really count the toys. We just thought it was so many, and I bet it was only probably a couple hundred. And, and we were all just so proud and exhausted, and, and and felt so accomplished. And you know, we of course continued to do it, and and every year we just get more and more people volunteer. We're we're almost to the point we can't even take any more volunteers because they're just sitting around doing nothing. Um, but the town has really kind of rallied around this, and. And they're just so supportive of, of both the toys and the eye exams. So it's, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it, uh, does it concern you that there are patients coming in during this day who, you know, uh, I mean, do you ever feel like you're, you're hurting your own practice? Well, I mean, you know, obviously if I was open that day, I'd be making money, but I think the goodwill you get in the community, it it really does more for us. The goodwill does better than, 
than seeing the 10 patients or 20 patients or however many would come on that Saturday. I think you really need to give back to your community. I think it's our obligation um, to give back to people that are less fortunate than us. Um, that, that's really what helped me. There, there's so many stories of people helping me throughout my life that did really small things. And, and I think a lot of them don't even know how much they impacted my life by doing this. You know, I was a first generation college student. In fact, nobody in my family, um, not just my intermediate family, but nobody in my family had ever gone to college. And even now there's only one other person in my extended family that's been. And so I think it's important to instill hope and in humanity and people and children, especially because there are ways out and things like this help people to realize that. I mean, every, every child I see, I'm, I'm asking them, you know, do you have college plans? Where are you going? What are you doing? I think they just need to know that other people are interested in their success. That's amazing. What, what brought you into optometry? Oh, it's so funny. So um, after after high school, I, I was, of course, the math and science nerd. I think like probably most optometrists were anybody in the medical profession. Um, but I, I needed a job right after I got out of high school um, to help pay for college, gas, just everything that goes along with it. And so I started working full time actually in Walmart in the vision center. Um, I am an imitrope. I don't wear glasses. So that really wasn't on my radar. Um, even though I knew my mother has quite a few eye issues and I, those were sort of aware to me growing up, but it didn't really hit home until I started working in the vision center. And, um, I actually worked there five years while going to college. Um, and I just really loved it. I thought the eyes were fascinating. Uh, the doctor that was next door to the Walmart vision center, um, really started kind of taking me under her wing and, and she knew sort of my story and she was just so sweet and accommodating. Um, I really accredit a lot of where I'm at because of her, because again, I didn't know anything about college. You know, a lot of people don't know first generation college students show up and I didn't know I needed to buy books. I didn't know that 21 hours was a lot of college hours, especially working full time. So I just needed somebody to sort of help guide me through that. That's amazing. And Amarillo was home for you. Well, sort of. Um, so I, I call Amarillo home. I actually, I was born in Colorado, but I went to 17 schools, kindergarten through 12th grade. And so I ended up in Amarillo my sophomore year and I stayed here my sophomore, junior and senior year. And uh, it was the longest I ever lived anywhere. So I, I call it home. Uh, my father's deceased. I'm an only child. So my mother lives here. So kind of wherever family's at is, is I guess where home is. And my husband was born and raised here. So all of his family's here. That's great. And, um, your philanthropic drive is part of what got you on the cover of this uh, current issue of women in optometry. <laughs> and it's a, it's a great photo. And I've already seen photos from the 2018 site before Christmas and yes. they even blow away what you did last year. Yeah, it's so funny. You know, when we first started doing this toy drive, I told my staff, which they always get so, they're irritated, but love the picture at the end of the night. Because as we're gathering all the toys throughout the day, they're just going in boxes, you know, the Toys for Tots boxes. And the very first year after we did it, you know, I thought it was so incredible. And I kind of looked at the boxes and I was like, 
you can't really tell what we did. Like, let's dump them out and take a picture. And they all kind of looked at me like I was crazy. Like, are you serious? It's midnight. We're going to dump all these out and take a picture. And I was like, yeah, we got to arrange them really pretty. And so we did it the first year. And and I remember several of their faces as they turned around and kind of looked at the fo- or at the uh, toys we had laid out. They were like, wow, you're right. This is really incredible. So every year it's sort of been a tradition after we do this to dump them out. Well, we, we exponentially grew from year one to year two, and then year two to year three and year three to year four. So, I mean, it takes this, this year, it took us about two hours to, to sort of arrange the toys. And, uh, the second year I told him, I said, I'm not going to be happy until you can bury me in those toys. And so I think it was the fourth year that they were like, I think we have enough Get in the center. And so they kind of like, started piling all the toys around me. And it, it was, I call it the where's Waldo a site before Christmas, because all you can see is my face. It reminds me sort of of that, uh, spot in E.T. when he's like scanning through all the teddy bears. And then all of a sudden you right. see E.T.'s face and it keeps going. <laughs> so every year I try to do a picture where I'm like in the middle of the toys. Cause then you can really see sort of the scale of how many there are. And it is an incredible scale. You're, you're exactly right about that. Um, and these toys mostly stay local or? Yes. Yeah, so all of them stay 100% local. So the Amarillo Toys for Tots chapter, Amarillo is basically split up into two counties and they all stay within the local area. So um, distribution is going to be uh, in December. It's the 15th and 22nd. And there's a basically a process that you have to apply to to get a toy and the parents or church group, whoever's applying for the the toy for the child comes in and picks out the toy. So we've, we've got a warehouse that has all the toys in it. And that was actually very generously donated by a, a local businessman in town as well. He had some room left in his warehouse. So he lets us use that free of charge. Okay. So it's, it's pretty incredible. We've, we've got so many that they actually, their warehouse is starting to get overstocked a little bit, which is a good thing. <laughs> Um, this year with Toys R Us closing, that really hurt us. Toys R Us was a very big supporter of, of Toys for Tots. Um, and I, I know that's here. I believe that's nationally as well. And so we, we had a big deficit to make up with them closing this year. Wow. Well, I know you made a dent in it certainly last week. How big can this get, Dr. Thornhill? Well, you know, at a local level... I- I really think we've sort of maxed out, um, at least for the eye exam part. You know, like I said, we might, we're trying to try some new things to see if we can't make it bigger. But I mean, there's so many, there's only so many hours in the day and we certainly don't want patient care to decline while doing this. We want them to get, you know, just the best eye exam that they can and really take care of their needs. And a lot of time that, that involves us bringing back the patients, to be quite honest. Um, that day is so busy, we can't dilate uh, diabetics and things like that. So we bring them all back free of charge on another day to give them the time that they really need um, to evaluate all their eye issues. And so I think the eye exams have hit. Now I really concentrate on just getting it out in the community and just having people donate toys without doing free eye exams. Maybe, um, I hit all the local news stations, radio stations in town. Um, I was up every morning at 3am doing the local uh, television stations, but just to try to get the name and, and the drive out there. Um, but honestly, I think my next sort of goal and hope for this is that it starts to go nationally, that, that people, and maybe not even just optometrists, but healthcare providers, um, in general, 
start doing some sort of toy drive like this. Um, I think the next would be to go to the bigger scale and do national programs. Well, that's, uh, that's exciting to, to think that, you know, your idea of, of wanting to both get a new toy in a child's hands and provide care for those who are struggling to, to get it turned into this incredible community effort. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think, uh, you know, it's it's pretty awesome that you drove this, too. You know, it would have been understandable to say, hey, that was f- fabulous. Maybe we'll do it again someday. And instead, you've you've just grown it each year. Well, it's pretty easy when I've got such an amazing team. I really credit a lot of that to my staff and to the volunteers. Um, one of the coolest stories I had one year. So we have all my staff that works, but then it's so busy. We need volunteers to work. And I'm not even sure how Adriana originally got to us, but she ended up coming and she spent, you know, that, that was actually one of our busiest and longest days. And she was there from 6 a.m. till midnight. Um, at the time, we didn't know, but she had a little baby under a year old who was actually sick. And she didn't say anything about that. She just showed up volunteered all day, smiled the whole day. Um, and she's sort of an introvert. So I didn't really know what she was thinking or if she would come back after the long hours. And at the end of the night, I, I said, Hey, how did everything go? Did you like it? And she goes, sign me up for next year. And so she was just so wonderful. Then a position in my office actually came open that following spring. And I called her and was like, do you need a job? And so she works for me now and is just my right hand man. But, you know, it's just people like her that, that really do incredible things. Um, people, just selfless people that are willing to do things bigger than themselves. And I've got a, an abundant supply of those here in Amarillo. So again, it's easy to do when you've got a great team. So, so how many doctors do you have uh, kind of circulating on on the site before Christmas Day? So there's usually two. So I work full-time at one of my offices, and then I have another full-time doctor that works for me as well. Um, and that's that's where we need to sort of grow it. So this year, both of us worked at the one location, and that's when we did the flip-flopping. So I would love, 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 love if I could get um, maybe two more volunteers to sort of help. Every year, I get lots of doctors, um, quite a few Walmart doctors in town, or not in town, but uh, in the country that, that volunteer to help. Problem is, they're not licensed in Texas, and so we don't really know how that bump in the road would go. But one of my friends who's a um, optometrist in Ohio, Dr. Amy Boyer, she she was like, I really want to come help. Certainly, we could call the Texas board and see if they would allow one day. So I don't know. That may be the next step. We We may be calling the board at some point and saying, how can we make this happen for one day to get, you know, maybe some other doctors to come help? That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or better yet, have them do it in their own practices, right? Yes. <laughs> that was what I told one of them, too. <laughs> A friend of mine in Chicago, I was like, well, why don't we try to make it happen in yours, too? All right. Well, so I don't know. It's it's coming. You know, I'm, I'm a board member for Energize. And whenever I go uh, to like our national meetings, um, I get lots of Walmart doctors who who know about this story and talk about it. And they are, they come up to me and say, how did you make this happen with your your vision center manager and the store manager? Give me some pointers. So I've given a lot of pointers to a lot of Walmart docs. Mm-hmm. So I hope they're taking that and and maybe making it their own. 
That sounds incredible. I can I can see it. I can see the uh, site before Christmas becoming a, a a national thing. It's such a great idea, and you've had just a, such an amazing impact. I hope so. You know, that was sort of our hope when we started this whole campaign to try to get on the Ellen DeGeneres show. I thought, who could help us more than Ellen DeGeneres? I mean, she's just a a beacon of hope and kindness in this world and certainly has a huge platform. I thought, what better way to get that out there than to get on her show? So that's always our hope with these crazy videos we do. They always have me doing the craziest things. (laughs) But I'm not giving up on Ellen. I'm I'm still working on it. That's wonderful. Dr. Thornhill, thanks so much for sharing the experience and uh, the joy that that comes with this program. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you letting me tell the story. I love telling it. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again next time on WL Voices. If you'd like to be part of our podcast series, please contact us. You can email us at wovoicesonline at gmail.com or via our website, womeninoptometry.com, on Facebook at WL Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.